I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. A lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health. By whose standards? Hospitals serve jello. Robert Scott Bell. Food advertising. You know the people. Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness in a can. <laughs> Robert Scott Robert Bell. Scott Bell. Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is attainable if everyone were to take statin drugs. Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely insane. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty Robert Scott Bell. All right, cranking up another edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show on radio. And for you guys and gals behind the scenes, because your patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, you'll see some video of my guest this hour, Alex Newman. And Alex is a guy, you probably read him from New American and a whole lot of other things, Epoch Times and things. Um, anytime he writes something, I'm like, I take it very seriously. Because this guy, he does research like almost nobody else does research. And yeah, there are a lot of people that dig in, but I just respect him immensely. I enjoy listening to him present at the Red Pill Expos and anywhere else I can catch up with him. Alex, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Dude, I just always feel like a little girly man when I see you in that beard because I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of criticism for it, but you know what? It saves me time. And plus I, I look goofy without a beard. So I just, I'll do my thing. Dude, I look goofy and I can't grow a beard. So there you go. It's, it's <laughs> you got it going on. So you look great time, though. No, it, you, you should see what I look like without a beard. I'll show you someday. <laughs> no, I think it's just cause we're used to this, but I appreciate it, Alex. Now, uh, when we get together from time to time, it's usually been the red pill expos recently, last few years. And uh, we had a great one in Salt Lake City. It wasn't as well attended as I hope, but uh, we're working on the next one, I think, early June. We're not sure where, but I just want to plug everybody into it. Uh, G. Edward Griffin, who, who hopefully everybody knows, creature from Jekyll Island, World Without Cancer, and so much more. Just a, a man that has seen the future well before most of us and written about it. Uh, and we honor him and, and appreciate him. He's such a wonderful man. And, uh, you know, to, to get together at these Red Pill Expos and the Red Pill University that he set up to, to really transform events at the localist of local levels. Uh, we'll talk about that. But first and foremost, I saw you at Red Pill Expo and then you were darting off that afternoon to go to Egypt of all places. Yeah, the uh, the UN Climate Clown Show took place uh, on the Sinai Peninsula, and I've been going to those since uh, 2009, fresh out of journalism school, because uh, you know, I, I think a lot of Americans make the mistake, even even people on our side, you know, people who, who understand we're being lied to, they make the mistake of thinking, well, the media is not talking about this, so it must not be important. It's exactly the opposite. The reason the fake media is not talking about it is because it is so important. Um, it, the, the climate change hoax is the foundation. It's the pretext through which they are bringing in the structures of the new world order, the great reset, the new religion, which is one of the big themes I focused on while I was over there. They ushered in a new 10 commandments, uh, all kinds of blasphemous garbage. But, um, you know, in the rest of the world, this is front page news for, for two weeks. They had 125, 126 presidents, prime ministers, kings, dictators, et cetera. Even Joe Biden showed up. uh, And yet in the American media, there is almost not a peep but um, hugely important. That's why I go to these ridiculous things. I am very glad to be back in the United States, but hang on to your wallets, folks, because they are coming. They're coming for it. They want to set up a global taxing authority. Uh, Of course, our vulnerabilities are wide and varied. And some of the stuff, you know, many of the speakers, including yourself, 
speak about at the Red Pill Expo or other events is helping people understand the machine itself. How do they uh, plan to usher this in? What kind of uh, honeyed words will they throw out there to make us go, oh, that'd be awesome to have that. And we've talked about the danger of digital identification cards leading to vaccine passports. And you're thinking, well, how's that climate related? Well, in order to control you and your ability to move about the earth cabin or any cabin you think you can move about freely, they have to lock you down by limiting your access to the things that provide an opportunity for you to move about the cabin, whether it be to get in a car and use gasoline to fill it up or whatever it is. And all of these things are related to, uh, let's say, a top-down structure that limits and destroys what is left of freedom and is certainly uh, going to set up the stages for what you talk about, a one-world government, not in freedom, but in, let's say, collectivism and communism. Yeah, that's exactly where this is headed. And uh, they've come up with the most ingenious scam maybe in the history of the universe, right? They have literally convinced legions of, uh, I mean, billions we're talking about, dummies, to believe that the gas they exhale is a toxic pollution. Now, if you had told people 50 years ago that the uh, satanic global elite would be able to convince the majority of humanity that the gas they exhale is toxic pollution, you would have been laughed out of the room. And yet uh, several generations of relentless indoctrination in public schools, uh, several generations of relentless propaganda in the fake media, and they've succeeded in convincing, maybe not most Americans, but certainly most people around the world are now convinced that we are in a climate crisis and that the only solution is for us to surrender all power, all authority, all sovereignty, all rights, and even all money to the United Abominations to take care of us and to save us from climate change. Um, And, you know, it's gotten to the point now where uh, at this most recent one, for example, at COP27, every year they come up with a new agreement. um, Mm -hmm. and, And every year they focus on one particular big thing that they want to get accomplished. Uh, This year, it was climate reparations. And so that made it into the final text of the agreement. John Kerry, uh, the White House climate czar, signed us up for this. Uh, The European Union signed up. Everybody signed up. And uh, the the, uh, pretext here is that because Americans and Europeans and, and a little bit the Japanese uh, industrialized before other countries and you know we developed factories and internal combustion engine and power plants and electricity and all these things, we are responsible for every hurricane, every drought, every tornado, every earthquake, every bit of acne, uh, everything you can imagine, every alien encounter. It's all because of your carbon emissions. And yeah. so uh, you now owe climate reparations. And so they didn't put a number on it yet, but the World Economic Forum put out during the COP27, a thing saying that we probably need around four to six trillion dollars annually in wealth redistribution. That'll be looting the middle class or what's left of the middle class in America, looting what's left of the middle class in Europe, and then redistributing that to the globalist machinery and the kleptocrats who agree to keep their people in poverty, to keep their people uh, shackled to tyrannical decrees and to UN dictates. So that was the big news out of this. But I think the even bigger news uh, was that they finally came out of the closet and said, we need a new system of morality. Now, they said this openly in the wow. report they released before COP27. And then they did this weird monkey dance, this climate repentance thing at the top of Mount Sinai, where they uh, asked the gods uh, or whatever you worship for forgiveness for our climate sins. And they unveiled a new Ten Commandments that's supposed to uh, usher in this wonderful new age of peace, glory, and happiness. Wow. And we have the link uh, to this article at The New American uh, newamerican.com and uh, you can go to robertscoutbell.com and check out this article. Uh, did you write this while you were there in Egypt? I mean, you're a prolific writer how you do this. 
Yes, I did write several of the articles while I was in Egypt. I've got several more in the pipeline that I'm working on. Those will be in the, uh, the they'll be print magazine issues. So they'll be mm-hmm. in the first issue that comes out for the New American in 2023. It'll appear in your mailbox probably a little bit before 2023. And um, also did a lot of videos. Believe it or not, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like God sent me there for this particular mission. But mm-hmm. uh, I ran into the religious gurus that were leading this whole new Ten Commandments thing, which again, I think was the biggest news there. Uh, it yeah. was in collaboration with the UN Office of Religious Affairs. The Vatican sent a high-level emissary. They brought in, you know, Hindus, Buddhists. They flew in a, a shaman from the Amazon rainforest. I mean, everybody was there. We all uh, agree that we have to repent for our climate sins. And so by some miraculous turn of events or coincidence, if you're a coincidence theorist, I happened to run into the ringleaders of this thing in the UN conference. And they said, we'd love to do a media interview. Let's go set up a private booth. So so I talked to them for 40 minutes on the record. Uh, People can see that it's at our Rumble channel or at thenewamerican.com. And it's insane. It's more insane than you could imagine. I see the picture even in the new 10 commandments article that you wrote about, uh, and it looks like a number of these so-called religious leaders, Interface Center, uh, Center for Sustainable Development boss Rabbi Yonatan Narrell rejected the idea that religion and ecology are separate and distinct from each other. Uh, many people fear that humans have irrevocably, irrevocably, I can't say that word, destroyed the ecology of Eden on Earth. Uh, Rabbi Narrell quoted, was quoted as saying in media reports, totally misrepresenting the Hebrew scriptures found in Genesis, um, it, you, you know, this is the thing I wonder about these religious leaders, how far they've strayed from, you know, the original tenets and, and principles going to what Mount Sinai, little 10 commandments activity there and going, well, let's just rewrite it. You know, I I've had enough of, of, of them rewriting this stuff. And you know, look, I'm a freedom guy. If you want to rewrite and be creative on it. But if you start saying you want to violate our form of government surreptitiously and have people that represent our government sign on to this. I think there are some constitutional issues that need challenging here. I don't recall signing onto a treaty that says, you know, I want communist globalist government by the United Nations based on a fact that I'm breathing CO2 out, which, by the way, greens the planet for plants to grow so you can eat food that plants make for all of us. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, the U.S. government has played a very significant role in this whole process. Uh, I've been covering this in some detail my entire career as a journalist, and I'm actually standing on the shoulders of William F. Jasper, who uh, in 2002, I was still in you know high school, uh, he put out a, a major article about the U.N.'s new world religion. But in 2019, the United Nations and the U.S. State Department and George Soros and the Rockefellers and all the rest of them funded this, uh, they called it the World Assembly of Religions for Peace. And uh, they met in Germany. And they all agreed that, hey, we basically all have the same religion. We all believe kind of the same thing. And uh, hey, we and and I'm going to quote from their final declaration here so people can see where this is going. Uh, They urge all religious communities to invest their resources in alignment with achieving the U.N. sustainable development goals. Uh, They went on to say we commit to human development as set forth in the U.N. Sustainable Development Goals. That's uh, also known as Agenda 2030. And if you read the U.N. Sustainable Development Goals, if you read Agenda 2030, what you'll find out is that this is essentially a recipe for global totalitarian government. Uh, They call for international wealth redistribution. They call for government control of production and consumption. They call for all of society to be reoriented uh, for the purpose of saving Mother Earth. Uh, They call for uh, abortions and uh, vaccines and uh, mental health care for everyone. I mean, it's just it's absolutely bat poop crazy. And yet here you have all these religious leaders from all the different religions of the world coming together and not just endorsing it, but saying that we commit to human development as outlined by this evil totalitarian organization called the United Nations. 
Well, it's a pharmaceutical dream come true. That's interesting. I, I you know, I've referred to uh, the world religion as a pharmaceutical mystical kind of path, right? It's about altering humanity through chemistry and or now genetic alteration, gene therapy, mRNA injections, et cetera. And it's intricately entwined in this globalist climate change phenomenon artificially created by uh, arrogant men who don't lo- no longer believe in God, but want to be God or pretend that they are gods themselves. We're going to take a break here. We'll be back with Alex Newman, and you've got to read these articles. I mean, you'd think that these were science fiction stories that Alex is making up. They're not. They're on the ground reporting as it's happening, and you can read about all of this. We have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. We'll be right back. health world through the power of radio it's the robert scott bell show special edition of the robert scott bell show uh, syndicated by gcn or home and broadcast radio syndication and available two hours a day five additional days of the week monday through friday at robertscottbell.com and your favorite podcast site except spotify they banned us and we're not on uh youtube we got banned there too but uh we'll keep going uh the more they try to shut us down the more you want to listen and the more you should listen Alex Newman, our, our good friend, the newamerican.com, he writes extensively for, and uh, we're, we're covering some of the articles out of the uh, uh, climate summit there in Egypt. And, you know, I've talked about the absurdity of telling us, as you pointed out 50 years ago, if you said that this would happen, we'd all be going, that's the ridiculous thing. It'd make us believe that breathing is a cause for climate change and that we should, what, lock down? Well, honestly, these global warming or climate change alarmists hate people. I've just, I've determined they hate people. They, they don't mind killing people to get their, I mean, in fact, it's the end result of what they would get if they implemented fully all of their agenda 2030 sustainability. Sustainability is people like Soylent Green. That's right. You know, what you just said is so profoundly true that I, I don't think even your most aware listeners can grasp how evil this agenda is. My very first climate summit, I went to the COP15 in uh, Copenhagen. This was um, December of, uh, of 2009, I believe. And um, I get there and you know this is all new to me. I'm, I'm there with my colleague, William F. Jasper, has been going to these things for longer than I've been alive. And um, we go to, the, there's this side event there put on by the mass murdering communist dictatorship, uh, famous for murdering more people than any other government in all of human history. And they've got this event where they're talking about how climate friendly they are because of their one child policy. And so they had some calculations and they said, well, you know, as a result of our one child policy, there are now 300 million less people. Uh, they didn't mention that many of those were murdered in forced abortions, that, you know, these women are strapped down to tables and forcibly sterilized. I mean, just monstrous stuff. But as a result of these less than, you know, 300 million less people that exist now because of our policy. We figured that each one of those people would have emitted, I forget, XYZ number of tons of carbon dioxide. Therefore, based on our calculations, there is this much less carbon dioxide in the atmosphere as a result of our policies. I'm sitting there thinking, really? Like, did I just fall into some like bizarro acid trip, insane world? Uh, and yet they're proud of this. They're proud of this. Uh, John Holdren, the lunatic who was Obama's science czar at the time. Uh, he wrote the book uh, Eco Science in 1977 with another lunatic, uh, the neo Malthusian quack uh, Paul Ehrlich. 
And um, I encourage people to go get a copy of this thing. They literally say in there that we might have to do forced abortions in the United States and that that would be constitutional. Uh, the guy proposes adding sterilizing agents to the water supply to make mm -hmm. sure that American women cannot have children without getting the antidote and permission from the government. So this is how bonkers these people are. This is the kind of thing they say to each other when they think nobody's paying attention. And unfortunately, at these UN climate summits, Americans are not paying attention because the media is not telling them what's happening there. Yeah, not covering it all. And, you know, the idea of a cleaner environment is not something any of us are opposed to, but that's not what this is about at all in reality. That's right. That's I mean, right. They, they, and, and that is yeah. so important to understand. Uh, I, I really want to emphasize that because a lot of people say, well, maybe they're right. Well, you can know for a fact that the clowns promoting this agenda do not believe it themselves. And I'll explain to you how. Communist China produces about three times more CO2 every year than the United States does, releases it into the atmosphere. Uh, and that number is rising very, very, very rapidly. Uh, they're actually bringing more coal-fired power plants online between now and 2025 than the entire U.S. fleet of uh, coal-fired power plants, just to put that in perspective, right? Uh, a unit of economic production in China will result in orders of magnitude more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than that same unit of production would in the United States. So you would think if you truly believe CO2 was a dangerous toxic pollution, the worst possible thing you could do is shut down factories in America, ship jobs from America to China, because that's going to result in drastically more CO2 in the atmosphere. And yet in 2015, I was in Paris when they came up with this crazy Paris agreement, the Paris agreement, uh, each country put each government, I shouldn't call it countries. That's a UN doublespeak uh, deception. They're governments and dictatorships, not countries. Uh, mm -hmm. Each government came up with its own pledges for what it was going to do to solve the climate crisis. Obama comes in, he says, we're going to slash our CO2 emissions by about 30% by 2025. Okay, that sounds cute. And he actually said, this is going to make electricity rates skyrocket, right? Uh, the communist Chinese said, oh, that is wonderful. Uh, you go ahead and do that. We are going to continue increasing our CO2 emissions until maybe 2030, and then we'll think about possibly peaking them. So um, if the people who run this climate cult truly believed that CO2 is so bad, the last thing in the world they would be doing is exactly what they are doing right now. That's how you can show that this has nothing to do with CO2. It has nothing to do with saving the climate. It has everything to do with making you a slave. Yeah. Well, we're going to be back with Alex Newman after this break here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Say thanks to those who make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. And you can check it out at robertscottbell.com, including the upcoming events tab and all kinds of good stuff. More with Alex Newman after this. You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, we got one more segment here with Alex Newman on the Robert Scott Bell Show. You can find him at the New American Magazine, newamerican.com, thenewamerican.com. And we have linked up uh, these articles that he wrote while he was in Egypt. And afterwards, uh, the new climate religion seeks to update morality and ethics. They've written a new Ten Commandments and a global wealth redistribution scheme, all based on you breathing. Right, because God said, "There, let there be life, and you should not breathe it in, right? I'm just like, it's so bizarre, Alex. I'm like, I, I cover this. I try to be serious about it, but it's like so bizarre. How did we get so duped? And yet a lot of people in, in the so-called Republican Party in the United States that might have some semblance of opposition to this 
they're not going anywhere near the depth that you do in terms of showing how nefarious the scheme is, that this isn't even a little bit about helping the environment. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that for me is most disheartening is that Republican opposition to this madness is gradually softening. Uh, that first one that I went to in Copenhagen, uh, Senator uh, James Inhofe of Oklahoma flew in and uh, man, he really burst their bubble. He shows up, he calls a press conference at the UN summit. He says, hey, you guys can all go home. This whole thing is a fraud. We're not going to participate. I can guarantee you none of this stuff that Obama is promising is going to make it through Congress. So you're all wasting your time. You're not getting any money from America, go home, forget about it. Well, now you have a whole uh, Republican, they call it the Climate Solutions Caucus. And I think they've got 30 or 40 of these goobers who are now, uh, they've caved on the man-made global warming hoax, but they're going to come up with Republican solutions and conservative solutions to solving this boogeyman fake problem. So uh, the fact that they are surrendering now on the key issue is incredibly dangerous. Uh, Donald Trump was exactly right when he called this a hoax. Uh, He was exactly right when he said this was a hoax to build up communist China and tear down our industrial base. Uh, And if Republicans don't stand united, these people will steamroller right over us and right over our freedoms. So uh, we do. I mean, I'm I'm telling folks, you have to get involved in this. You have to call your congressman and let him know we do not believe this hoax of a theory. We do not want you teaching it to our children. We do not want you stealing our money to redistribute to these clowns. And we do not want you knocking down our energy production, dismantling our Mm -hmm. infrastructure for the purpose of saving us from a non problem. And unless we get the Republicans in line, uh, we're going to lose this fight. Yeah. How much dialogue or opposition is allowed at these uh, events where they're having the discussions? Is it it's it it is a one size fits all. You have to believe it all or none. And there is no discussion. This is where we're going. It's all been laid out. Read, read Agenda 2030. Nobody can come in and go, hey, what about that little thing? I, I don't think that's is that is there any debate going on? Yeah, there used to be. In fact, um, for for many years, as I was going to these, there was a vibrant discussion. Uh, You know, the UN was still trying to defend its hypothesis that CO2 is toxic pollution. Now that is all gone completely. In fact, if you even suggest that there might be questions about it, you're immediately branded as a heretic, right? Uh, I I ask tough questions. Of course, that's my job. I'm a journalist. Uh, and, And sometimes people figure out, they say, aha, He's a climate denier. And so they'll follow me around. I've got this on camera. They'll follow me around shrieking, nobody talk to him. He's a climate denier. Uh, They've they've now banned people. Rebel News, right, in Canada. Uh, Wonderful people. I've been to many conferences with them. Um, They are uh, incredibly significant media. I think they have 1.5 million subscribers. I mean, out out of a population, what does Canada have? 30 or 40 million people. It's a huge media outlet. They are banned from coming. They are not allowed to come. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so all the scientists that used to come to point out that this was a fraud. They've stopped coming uh, because they know it's totally useless. They know that nobody there is actually interested in science or debate. So uh, it really is like, a, you know, w- what it makes me think of is this uh, cult compound that Jim Jones set up down in Guyana, right, where he eventually gets everybody to drink the Kool-Aid. The idiots don't realize they're, they're committing suicide. Uh, and I mean, that's it's what it struck me as. It's a giant cult and nobody can burst the bubble. It's frankly totally crazy. It, yeah, it's a suicide and homicide cult. And in the name of... Uh... Uh, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, a belief system in the climate, a new Ten Commandments. How was, and I haven't seen the video yet, I don't know if you said you put it up there, your interview with the so-called religious leaders that attended there, did they catch on that you weren't one of them, or were you kind of asking just probing questions that they were just fully engaged in and oblivious to, you know, who you are and what you were all about? 
It's funny. I, I was so undercover. I was so good in my, um, you know, my my questioning that when we were, when it was over, like, thank you so much for the awesome question. Like, dude, you don't even realize what you said on camera. Right. Mm-hmm. I got one of the guys, uh, the co-founder of the Peace Department. He was one of the uh, major ringleaders of this. Uh, he's the CEO of the Peace Department. And um, he literally on camera says, yeah, well, you know, we got some bad press about the whole t- new Ten Commandments thing. So, you know, just to be clear, we're not replacing the Ten Commandments. We're just adding an addendum to them. Like, oh, so you have a God complex, too. That's nice. Uh, he also said we're working on we're working on the details of the third covenant. Right. Uh, you know, Christians believe we have the old covenant, and the Old Testament. We have the new covenant that Jesus came and instituted. Well, these guys, they're going to give us the third covenant. Um, it, it's truly bonkers. So I encourage people to listen to this if you can stomach it for, I think, 37 and a half minutes. Uh, but no, they, they never realized that, um, you know, I was just getting the information from them. It's, uh, yeah. it, it was amazing. Oh, brilliant. I can't wait to see it. And I had a sense that that's what you did in this case. And, uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know a thing about it, be oblivious to it. That's wonderful. That's how we got to get in there and ask them a question. Cause they are, they're, they're such, uh, let's say Kool-Aid drinkers that they can't even see outside of their belief system at this point, which isn't even related very much at all to the original belief systems of the religions they may claim to be part of. Uh, exactly right. Astonishing to me what's what's happening, what we are witnessing. Um, you know, I talk about uh, the environment, obviously, as a natural kind of medicine guy, homeopath. I detoxify. That's uh, my starting point. I say, look, your, your body is polluted. So I understand the environment. I understand a toxic environment can be dangerous and hazardous to your health. There's not a dispute there other than Let's identify what are truly toxins and what are part of a cycle of life that sustains life. And they've successfully implemented an alteration, as you talk about a lunatic kind of a fringe, to make you believe that a normal part of the life cycle that sustains life is somehow a toxic poison that would end all life. And that's no small feat. And and it doesn't happen overnight. And that's the thing about the history and the kind of digging you do as a journalist to go back into history, decades, sometimes even centuries, to find out where these things originate and how long it took to get to this point. Even though we, we talk in terms of all of history, it's a very short time, a blip, how programmable we are as a species. The vulnerability we have is we are easily uh, succumbing to the powers of suggestion for those who are in authority or authoritarian positions. We fall prey to that. And I speak to people of faith now too, being vulnerable. And I've spoken out on this issue for a long time. Those that worship doctors, the medical community, even though they're people of faith, they're putting like false idols before God as if these people have some special knowledge because they've gone to medical school that goes beyond God. And and I say that this is still a vulnerability as we've seen the corruption that is manifested in the COVID era has caused some of us, some of our friends in the faith community to wake up and see through it finally. But my gosh, the vulnerability, even in people who claim to be, again, deeply, they hold their religious convictions and yet they fall prey to these suggestions. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sad the the amount of deception that's going on, and I think part of it was facilitated just by the uh, the dumbing down that we've seen in the public school systems. Um, you know, part of it is that they, they indoctrinate these children from a very young age to believe these things. Uh, they they demonize and silence dissenters. In fact, Google actually formed a partnership with the United Nations to suppress what they call climate misinformation. Basically, anybody who who exposes the narrative. And and you said something too that was, that's so important for people to understand. Um, you know, there are real environmental problems out there, right? Uh, Communist China is the ultimate example. There are days when you can't leave your house if you live in Beijing because the air is so 
freaking toxic that it'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, and yet we're not talking about the real environmental issues. We're not talking about the real things that are turning you uh, basically toxic. They're injecting toxins into you. Instead, we're talking about CO2, the gas of life, the thing that literally plants use for photosynthesis so they can release oxygen. Um, it's unbelievable that they've been able to get away with this. And if we had a thinking population that understood the scientific method, that understood uh, just basic scientific principles and logic and reason, this would never be successful. Mm. Yeah, well said. And and I, I like to bring people back to what we call common sense, which is not very common. I think if Thomas Paine wrote his thing, people would go, oh, what is this? I don't even understand it. Uh, that's how far we strayed from it. Uh, so we must continue to, uh, let's say, deprogram. Honestly, we're deprogramming people from a cult at this point. Yep. And, and, you know, and I have some, not many people on the left that do listen to the show. They get a little upset from time to time, maybe a lot of the time. And when I confront them gently and lovingly about the environmental stuff, the, the climate science, they're very reluctant to consider it. It's like an emotional gut reaction, which I understand when you're attached to something, a dogma belief system. And it's like, wow, you're confronted with something that's not fitting your belief system. Then you can go into cognitive dissonance or you can violently fight against it. People like Dr. David Martin, I don't know if you've had much interaction with David. He's spoken at some of the Red Pill Expos. Yes, I have. Yep, he's a great guy. I've had him on uh, some of my platforms and he's just uh, doing amazing work. So. Brilliant in terms of the innovation to deal with genuine toxic pollutants or even concerns about utilizing oil as a fuel in a way that could minimize or almost completely eliminate the real toxic side effect, which isn't CO2, other things. And you know, we talk about those things that are like, well, that's not possible. I would have heard about it if that's the case. It's like, dude, you don't understand how controlled the media is, the information flow, the higher institutions of not learning, but indoctrination are to prevent something like this, a genuine innovation to utilize all the oil that we have. And there's plenty more of it to sustain and free people up to do amazing things while, while on this planet where we didn't have to toil like we did before the era of oil where only the kings and queens and emperors live like most people in the West live today, as if we have dozens, if not hundreds of slaves, because we don't have to go out and go out and grow our food. Although I encourage people to do so. I think it's important that we do. But the point is we have it very easy relative to the history of mankind. This is a blip on the radar screen, the abundance that we have had in freedom and innovation. And that's what they're trying to retard or eliminate. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, and the point you just made is so critical too. Uh, oil has really, and, and the abundant energy, abundant and cheap energy supply has liberated mankind from backbreaking labor to the point where now we enjoy more prosperity than any people in all of human history, including the kings and the queens of, of the richest societies, even just a hundred years ago. And we should be thankful for that. We can feed the planet now. We can have much more leisure time. Uh, and yet they want to knock all that down. They want to make us dependent slaves who exist at their pleasure. And we have got to say no. Mm. Well, Alex, are you going to be at any other events between now and the Red Pill Expo that we should know about? Uh, you know, yes, but I don't have them off of the top of my head. I'll be in Texas next weekend teaching at some churches and, um, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff coming up, but, uh, Hey, I appreciate you so much for having me on. Thank you. And, uh, I hope to get you on my show again very soon. We need to get your perspective on natural health and so many other things. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. And I think we're scheduled sometime in December to connect again, but you're welcome here anytime, Alex. I appreciate you. That's Alex Newman. Check out thenewamerican.com. We've got articles linked up. I'll be back after this break to wrap up the first hour of the show here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And again, Alex Newman bringing it. You guys should read what he's writing. Hey, what's up, Mike? Thanks so much. 
The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Once again, thanks to Alex Newman for being on board today. I got Super Don, my humble and lovable producer. You should have seen him on, uh, well, last week, uh, Tuesday's show. Good Lord, were you animated? You had to take a nap since then, right? Um, No. No, that's <laughs> normal for me. That's normal. You just got to push the right button on me. Yeah. And then, and then I, yeah, you just, just stand back. Because, Folks, if uh, you miss the weekday show, my gosh, there's sometimes where you can't... Con- Container constrained, Super Don. Not that oh, I want to. It was just a brief moment, but yeah, no good stuff. Anyway, but Super D, thank yeah. you for all that you do. Uh, upcoming events. There's an upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. We've got a big event uh, early January uh, in Orlando, Florida, at the Hyatt. There, if you could check that out, uh, Doctors Terry and Stu Warner putting it on. Also, the Nurse Freedom Network and others. There's a Health and Freedom Summit. Again, upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. And then we have uh, in February in the Atlanta area, Buford specifically, Lake Lanier Island, a big event called Next Steps with Tia Severino. And I'll be at that event, next-steps.info. And you can see an amazing group of folks that are going to join me there. And you can sign up and be part of it. There's a discount code, RSB10, gets you 10% off your ticket prices. And that is February 22nd through the 25th outside of Atlanta, Buford, Georgia, next-steps dot info and uh, uh just again great stuff coming up in the new year that's just the beginning there's a big event be healthy utah in in april i think and as more uh become available we'll add that to the upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com remember to sign up for email they're called newsletters and you can do that by texting rsb to 22828 the number 22828 on your phone if you're not driving send my initials RSB and it'll prompt you to get your email address in and we'll get you plugged into the newsletter, which all kinds of good stuff, empowering stuff, as well as special thanks to our sponsors like uh, cardio miracle, which I utilize every day as does super Don. And I'm running circles around those 20 and 30 somethings in my mid fifties until they get on cardio miracle. They'll know catch up with me and then uh, maybe surpass me. That's okay. I want everybody on the cardio miracle to help their vascular system with the sustained nitric oxide release. Also, for those that are smokers that want to quit, we have a a new link to a product that we have a special discount for you, an organic, clean product. It's been vetted, and uh, Superdon has that. There's a banner at robertscottbell.com. Shout out to Nutritional Frontiers. With We talked about toxins in the environment, Super D, the real ones. Mm -hmm. You want to detoxify? There's some great herbal and supplemental formulas from Nutritional Frontiers. Nutritionalfrontiers.com with the discount code RSB15. You get 15% off even sale items. There and, are, and you, and you know, also, we do still have available uh, mm-hmm. from Touchstone Essentials, the zeolite mm-hmm. as well, which would right. definitely help with that. That's over, banner over on the website. You can click on that. Very good, good reminder as well. Yeah, I want to bind and excrete those things, as well as a Chernobyl-level antioxidant. Uh, Folium PX we'll be talking about uh, soon if we haven't already mentioned it. So check it out. Links are up always in the banners at robertscottbell.com. Now, Going back to the climate change hypocrisy and nonsense, it isn't about the changing climate. That's always part of the Earth's ecosystem. The reality of CO2 is a a greening, not so much a warming thing that allows for plants to grow so that we can have food, the animals can eat them, and you can eat the animals or you can eat the plants, whatever you do. And yet the thing that they miss with climate change alarmism and global warming nonsense is the real toxic poisons. And Alex and I mentioned that, some of it anyway. And that is the real 
forever chemicals, PFASs, uh, different synthetic compounds that man has created, not God, that are very difficult for the body to bind and excrete, which is why we have to counteract those things, like with additional selenium, which has been robbed from the soil since they started chemical agriculture and uh, that kind of farming, uh, factory farming. The selenium we get and use is 100% whole food. I get it from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Choosetobehealthy.com is a great place for all of your organic whole food supplements, real whole food supplements, not from whole foods. Uh, no, it's actually 100% whole food supplements. And you go to choosetobehealthy.com, use the discount code RSB5 to get the selenium, the chromium, silica, all the things that we utilize to get well and stay well, to sustain us. And also the bioactive copper hydrosol you can get there, the sovereign copper from our friends at Sovereign Silver. They now have it in a 32-ounce size as well. And you can get that from choosetobehealthy.com. And copper has a side benefit of phase one liver detox support. So your liver is going to thank you for that as well. So detoxing from real toxins is something they don't talk about at climate change conferences because they're not about cleaning up the environment. They're about reducing the population and, and, and celebrating your death. Not theirs. They don't volunteer to leave the, the uh, life chain. They want you out. Don't participate, y'all. Put your foot down and say, I shall not participate in climate change nonsense. Even though we like that a sounds like a commandment. Heart. Maybe that's that's you should be your that's new the, the other the new right? commandment. All right. Go. Well, we'll end it with that. This is the only commandment. It's not a commandment. But I think it's a God's honest truth. The power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.